This audio is presented by Hacker Noon, where anyone can learn anything about any technology. Mojo Traits. How do they compare to Go Interfaces? By Valentina Rakin. Traits were introduced in Mojo recently, so I thought I'd try them out. Currently, the built-in traits include collection element, copyable, destructible, intable, movable, sized, and stringable. Looks like the able suffix is a thing in these naming conventions. N and traits work on structs. To implement a trait, you simply add a method to a struct that matches the trait, then pass the trait name as a parameter. NTHE decorator in Mojo inserts the lifecycle methods like and into the struct, simplifying our life a bit as we don't have to add them ourselves. Traits in Mojo don't support default implementations for methods yet, hence, thane the body of the method above. You can also use, which will have the same effect, as in Python. Mojo traits versus Go interfaces. Despite the different name, the basic approach to traits in Mojo reminds me of Go interfaces. In Go, you would define a struct and implement an interface like this and to make a struct that satisfies this interface compare it to a Mojo implementation I think the Mojo version is even more concise, nesting the method definition inside the struct type. In addition to working on structs, traits in Mojo don't require an keyword, just like in Go. Interestingly, the point is made in Mojo docs that default implementations are not allowed yet, meaning they might be allowed in the future. This means that Mojo might pursue an approach different from Go, which focuses on structs satisfying an interface, not implementing it. Default method implementations are not needed in Go, and a similar effect ICE achieved with embedding, as interface trait implementation is simply a concept that doesn't exist in Go. Things might be different in Mojo. How to use Mojo traits. The value of traits and interfaces is to make code reusable. For instance, in Mojo, you can write functions that accept trait types, and then pass different structs that implement the same trait as input everything will just work. For example, here's a struct that implements and here, to call on both the and the, remember, you need the function in Mojo as an entry point to your program. The output of this will be, trait errors. If I tried to pass in something that doesn't implement the trait to the function, let's say, the program won't compile, the error message below could have been more descriptive. Maybe the Mojo team will improve it. Same if I remove the method from, here, we get a nice, descriptive error. The advantage of this kind of static type checking over the pure Python approaches that we can catch errors easily and avoid shipping any mistakes to production as the code will simply not compile. Inheritance. Traits in Mojo already support inheritance, so our backquote quackable backquote trait can extend in backquote audible backquote trait like so. This means that a struct will have to implement both and to conform to the trait. This is similar to the concept of interface embedding in Go where to make a new interface that inherits from other interfaces, you would embed parent interfaces like this static methods. Traits also accept static methods that work without creating an instance of a struct. You call a static method like this which will output notice that in the last method call, a duck instance is not created. This is how static methods in Python work, departing somewhat from object-oriented programming. Mojo builds on this Python functionality. Limitations of Mojo traits compared to Go interfaces. Interestingly, the Go trick with an empty that allows to pass any type and was popular with the Go community before Go generics were introduced, will not work with a Mojo-typed function. Your struct has to implement at least one of the lifecycle methods like, or, which in this case, would make it conform to or, to be used with functions that accept trait types. This is actually not a real limitation and makes a lot of sense in Mojo, since, with Mojo, if you need dynamic typing, you can just fall back onto the more flexible function, and then apply the usual Python magic to work with unknown types. The more strict Mojo functions also work on generic structs using types like, read more about that here.
Another limitation I see has to do with structs in their methods rather than with traits and is a potential obstacle to implementing clean architecture, separating code into different parts. Consider one of the previous examples with a Go versus Mojo struct method definition, the Mojo example, following a more Python-like syntax, nests the method definition directly inside the struct, while the Go version allows it to separate it from the struct itself. In this version, if I have a very long struct with many types and methods, it will be somewhat harder to read. It's not a critical difference though, just something to be aware of. Mojo traits are already pretty useful, despite the language being in its early days. While Go philosophy is all about simplicity and tries to keep the features to a minimum, it's likely that we'll see more functionality added to Mojo trading in the future, making them even more powerful and enabling tons of different use cases. Thank you for listening to this Hackernoon story, read by Artificial Intelligence. Visit hackernoon.com to read, write, learn and publish.